Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy History 101. Today, this very day, right now, we have a very special episode on not only the history of Sasha Baron Cohen, but also the Borat origin story. Where, where did he come from? He's now in a new movie. Whoa! But before we jump into the episode, first and foremost... Remember, get out there and vote. This might be our last episode before the apocalypse, but be sure to get out there and vote. Also, take some time to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History 101 wherever you get your podcast or on our site, ComedyHistory101.com. Also, get this, we have a new Patreon page. Yes, patreon.com slash ch101, where you could support Comedy History 101 so we can buy some new microphones and keep cranking out the episodes that you love. Yes, why not do it? Just a dollar or two a month, we could buy some coffee and new microphones. Also, tonight, October 30th, 8 p.m., Eastern Time, I will be live streaming my show, The Moth, a parody show of The Moth. And you can check that out on twitch.tv slash comedy history 101. And now, without further ado, you're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Fourteen years ago, I released a movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. But now I was instructed to return to Yankee Land to carry out secret mission. I go to America! What do you say? No, it's not me. People make recognize my face. I would need disguises. Okay, we, we got it, right? Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, okay, okay. We got it, we got it. Uh, so what you heard there was the trailer for the new Borat movie. Borat Subsequential... <laughs> Scott, say it for me, please. <laughs> uh, Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Which was originally titled Borat's Gift of Porn... Porn, porn. Why can't I speak today? Borat's gift of pornographic monkey to vice pre- pre- premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of, of Kazakhstan. Which was the original title. And yes, yes, you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon. With me, yes, as always, Scott Kalonico. Scott what did you think of the Borat sequel? Very nice. I like. <laughs> did you think, I like. I like. Nuts. Nuts. Are we criticizing the movie now or later? I think we'll, 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 we'll maybe go into our deep dive into what we thought compare the two Borats 14 years apart between the two. Yeah. Uh, you thought there's no way that Borat can make a sequel because 
probably everyone in the world knows who Borat is. Well, 14 years later, yes, he made a sequel. Yes. And if, if do you want to know my sort of uh, Let's uh, hear it. Let's hear it. Ch- cheesy trailer would have been? Okay, right. so uh, I'm doing the voiceover for the trailer, and it'd be, Borat's back, and this time, he's brought his daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So just, I know we'll get into this later, but to me, it was a little bit of Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, I've, I've never, I haven't seen Blues Brothers, BB2K, I remember as they called it, um, <laughs> Back in the day. Well, you know, it's kind of that always I think that's always a bad sign when like a movie has a sequel and then well the the, the first bad sign if there's somebody on the on the movie poster with sunglasses but they're tipping them down their nose and looking over the sunglasses at you, that's usually bad sign number one. Wait, was uh, Borat's daughter tipping his No, her he sunglasses? wasn't, but bad bad sign number yeah. two is when they when they bring in somebody's kid, kinda of like they did with the uh the Bill and Ted sequel that came out this year as well. Oh yeah, they brought in their kids. Yep, and that's just, well, just that's just like a marketing thing because like we gotta we gotta bring in the tweens. Yeah, we gotta we gotta, we gotta market to the tweens. So we, so we gotta bring in the younger character, the teenage character. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was kind of weak. Um, and then I noticed. I remember I watched the credits, and I noticed they were fucking. They were like literally. There were like six or seven writers on this thing. There was more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one uh, Jenna Friedman who has been on my show Tail numerous times. So oh, really? Good to see so her. we should. So they well, got we better the, not talk talk bad about the movie then. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was they got a lot of people from like backgrounds of like Daily Show and Colbert uh-huh. and that kind of sketch comedy. Yeah. And well, first of all, we're gonna dive into just a brief kind of origin story about Sasha Barrett Cohen and uh, um, the Borat character. But um, yeah, um, oh, it just seemed like the directing wasn't as good. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give my quick overall. We'll get into this later. But like We'll get say, into I, this later. We'll get into I, this later. I, I, We're going to roll so up many, our sleeves. I heard so many things about it. And then, you know, I watched it and then I was like, Okay, the, my first thought was it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Was that was my well, number one thought? I, I just think if, if he didn't know Borat one, and you had to look at all the movies that are coming out. I mean, we're putting this at a Borat like bar level. That's yeah. why. Well, well, that that but I still, you know, I actually laughed out loud a few times. We'll get into that. But the one thing, this is the thing that really confused me is that number one, it was number one, it was too long. It was it was an hour and a half. And there was no need because they're not releasing this in the theaters, so they don't have to like stick to a movie release time, you know, schedule. You know, because if you put a movie in the theater, it has to be you know between right. a certain amount of time, so they can you know the theaters can make money. And this was just going straight to on the the Amazon or wherever. So I don't know why they felt compelled to make it that long. Like if they they literally just made it like an hour, I think it would have been way more compact and you know a lot of less dead space. Right. I mean, again, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they were maybe hoping that theaters would be open, but, you know, again, not too sure. But then again, it's like, you know. No, no, you're right. Okay, I get it. That makes that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Scott, are you ready to get into, what do you call the Wayback Machine? What is our trademark kind of time machine portal? The comedy, the comedy central um, 
comedy. comedy. Oh no, that's already copywritten. No, the com. Oh, com. Not Comedy Central. The comedy. The comedy history historic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way back portal? machine. I don't know. No, you can't call. You can't say time, way back. Time machine. portal. No, no, you can't say comedy that. history time portal. How about can't CH one hundred and one? Don't time... say DeLorean. DeLorean. Yeah. Okay. Just... So, so Scott, who is Sasha Baron Corn? And second question. Does he himself really know? Ah, oh, because he plays so many oh. characters. Oh, that's right. He might he might lose himself like Jim Carrey did in uh, in the in the Andy and Me Without the Moon, yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, that documentary, which you can hear the back episode here on Comedy History One Hundred and One. Subscribe today. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. So where did where did Sasha Baron Cohen come from, Scott? Uh, Do you grow up here in America? Oh, heavens no, Harmon. (laughs) Harmon, Sasha Baron Cohen is a British actor and he's a comedian. He was born actually in Hammersmith, London. Um, I knew some French people when I was living in London for a while, and they would always say Hammersmith. Hammersmith. So that's all I can think of when I hear is Hammersmith now. And the famous uh, Hammersmith Odeon is yeah, there. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it was yeah. there. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was the son of a movement instructor, which I guess is kind of like a gymnast or some kind of dancer or something, and a clothing store owner. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, his father was born in England, but he was raised in Wales. Uh, he was of Eastern Jew- European Jewish descent, while his mother was born in Israel to German Jewish parents. So a bit of a he's a bit of a, a mutt there, a European yeah. Israeli mutt. And I found this interesting. His grandmother was a trained ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. of course, his older brother Aaron composes the music for a lot uh-huh. of his projects, including the Borat movie. Nice. So, like many. Great British comedians. Uh, he, uh, Sasha Barracon went on to go to Cambridge, and he joined the Cambridge Footlights, who are some of the alumni of comedy history that also were part of the Cambridge Footlights. Or, or people that we might have talked about here in comedy. comedy exactly. His, comedy History 101, <laughs> which you can also support us on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, on our new name, Patreon I'll, page. We'll yeah. get on to that later. I'll <laughs> name a few. I'll just name a few. Well, there might have been. There, there is. Not might have been. There is. Were, Do it like are. a song. Okay. John Cleese, Eric Idle, Jam Chaplin, Peter <laughs> Cook, Jermaine Greer, Emma Thompson, Stephen Fry, Hugh Lowy, Tony Slattery, Nick Hickok, Sasha Baron Corn, of course, Steve Punt, Hugh Dennis, Sue Perkins, Clive James, D- David Badil, Neil Mularkey, Griff Rees, Jones, Clive Anderson, and Douglas Adams. Oh, Douglas Adams. I did not know Douglas yep. Adams. Hitchhiker Ga- Guide to the Galaxy. And yep. I do believe yep. he had a part in somehow he was connected to the Monty Python series. He wrote he wrote uh, some of the episodes on like the last season or he was a writer on there. Yeah, here here here. So here's something interesting. Um oh, Scott, both you and I have been to the Edinburgh Festival being that yes. um I used to perform there back Scott, there used to be a time when uh-huh, we performers me. would go in front of real people in packed rooms, well, we mere, should, we mere should. feet away, and perform. Really? Well, we should we should do a, a podcast about. We should do an episode about that. Yeah. So at the Edinburgh Festival every year, there always be the Cambridge Footlights and the Oxford Review, and there's you know they have such a history of 
you know, famous comedians coming out of it. And those are always like such a disappointment to comedy fans because uh, <laughs> it never lives up to their history. But when Sasha Baron Cohen was at Cambridge, uh, we have a photo which we'll put on uh, our site. There's a photo of him and he's with Olivia Coleman, who we know from where, Scott? I don't know where. <laughs> a little show called Peep Show, which we've talked about here. Ah, okay. Is that okay? Yeah, yep. Sophie, an Oscar Oscar winner, uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, but formerly Sophie from one of our favorite British comedy shows, Peep Show, and also Rachel Wise, who was in was it the Constant Gardener? Yeah, Constant Gardener, and also uh, came to uh, my first screening at Sundance. No one get the fuck out of here. Yeah, actually, I, I knew who she was, and she asked me where the theater was, and she was going to my screening. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. 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 And so there's this great photo of them uh, from Cambridge, and, and they're just all kind of a bunch of college kids who all kind of yep. went on to do great things in theater. But but Scott, where did, where did uh, Sasha Baron Cohen really get his chops? I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with schmance. <laughs> would it be some place Mar- Mar- that, that it rhymes with Maris Smance? Would it would it be somewhere that somewhere that Mary 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 Lewis might be hanging out in? Where Mary Lewis might be considered a comedy god? A genius, uh, yeah. Yes, you've guessed it correctly. Paris, France, where uh, I, I believe did he drop out of Cambridge, Sasha Baron Cohen? That's what we see. That's what on. we see. That's that's what we've seen in our notes here. Um, yeah, you and if we're on, wrong, I'll, I'll, and if you're a listener, please feel free to correct us. Okay, keep going. I'll I'll, I'll fact check this. Yeah. So he went on to the Ecole Philippe Gallier and studied under master clown, well, Philippe Gallier, who he's like one of those legendary, like kind of clown pantomime sort of teachers. Yeah. I guess okay. If, yeah. If, if you see. Uh, the TV show Baskets with uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis, I, I think that's kind of like when he went off to France to study. That's the kind of clown school that Sacha Baron Cohen went in. And Gallier um, said of Sacha Baron Cohen, he was a good clown, full of spirit. While, yeah, this- on the other hand, Sacha Baron Cohen said of Gallier, without him, I really do doubt whether I would have any success in my field. All right, so I see here on the, the actually I'm I, I'm on the Christ College Cambridge alumni page, and it has Sasha Baron Cohen, and it says that he matriculated in 1990. So apparently he did he did graduate. Oh wow! Okay, great. And oh, here he wrote his dissertation on the American Civil Rights Movement too, which kind of ties into his other new film, uh, The Trial of the Chicago Seven which was about the around the terminal era of the civil rights movement and the Vietnam War. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I went down. So Sasha Baron Cohen did graduate. So we we've confirmed that now. I was I was, I was double checking that. I, I got to be the the fact checker here. Yeah, so after leaving university and clown school, what briefly did Sasha Baron take up as a career? I'll give you a hint. It sounds like mashin fodl. <laughs> yeah, mash and fall. Um, uh, but here's a while, while we're on the thi- while we're on the um, it's fashion on, model. 
<laughs> on the subject. While we're on yeah. the subject, apparently his dad was kind of rich. He was a he was, he was a millionaire. Sasha Baron Cohen's father. Yeah, I think that's another comedy episode we should do as well because it's like um, there's like a lot of people like like half of the first cast of Saturday Night Live that came from just crazy wealthy families like Gilda Radner's dad was like an auto executive and uh as we talked about Christopher Guest what was his father uh he was a he was a lord he's a member of the house of lords right yeah 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 so yeah a lot of people from comedy just from these crazy and Chevy Chase I think Chevy Chase of course yeah but we digress so um just to just to touch on a point about Sasha Baron Cohen that he non-ironically worked as a fashion model, he would bring back those memories to what character? Bruno. Bruno, everyone's favorite gay Austrian. <laughs> You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. So, Scott, we briefly talked about some of the early career highlights of Sasha Baron Cohen in our previous episode on his TV show, Who is America? Which, that was pretty funny. That had its moments. Yeah. You keep it to a half hour, you know, you hit them with, with, with the hard punches. You get on out of there. You hit them hard and you leave. Yeah, so basically, um, Sasha Barry Cohen hosted Pump TV from 1995 to 1996. And if you look, like, I, I did a deep dive into, like, past TV clips. He was a guy who was kind of always on the British TV comedy scene from... You know, 1995 and onward, you know, and we really only started hearing about him. I believe his HBO series was in 2002-ish, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Two th- I remember watching it in like, yeah, like 2004, 2005. But a couple funny early things he did was a film in 2000 called The Jolly Boy's Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you checked out that trailer. I watched. I watched a bit of the trailer, which also features um, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Andy Serkis. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched the trailer yesterday. In um, a very funny advert he did in two thousand, he played the role of Super Greg in a Lee Jeans ad that never aired. Uh. Did you check that one out? No, I stay away from Lee Jeans. I don't agree. Yeah, he kind of he kind of was like a character that was a cross between. He had like Borat's eyebrows and sort of Ali G mannerisms. It was pretty funny. It, it it never aired, but it became an internet sensation. Also, a very funny appearance of him in an Amstel Light commercial, which yeah, you can I find on YouTube. That, yes. And also when he was like host of like, say, Granada TV and Pump TV, it's just strange of just seeing him being just a straight up like regular host host. Yeah, just like normal. And so the origin of early Borat came from short skits on F2F, I think it was called, on Granada TV, which he presented in 1996 to 1997. And he started off doing a character called Alexi Crickler. Uh, who was from Moldova. Oh, he said he got the origin of the Borat character when he was vacationing in Astrakhan. Uh, yeah, Astrakhan. <laughs> yeah. Can, am I butchering the name of that? Uh, that sounds close. 
Yeah, so it was a Jewish doctor that he encountered in that country, and that's who he mimicked for his character, Alexei Crickler. As you said, a reporter from Mordova who had trouble understanding the British culture. Yes. So there's a clip. There's a clip from that F2F uh, TV show, and I put it in the Google Doc, and at minute 19, you can see our friend... Comedian Brendan Burns on the show. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, so again, it's just like the British comedy community is just so small. Yeah, it's small. You you go to to college with Sophie from Peep Show, and then there's Brendan Burns on on an early Sasha Baron Cohen TV show. It's a very it's very compact. That's the thing. I mean, it's just like they talk about like like you know in the United States, you're always talking about having to go to either New York or L.A. to hit it big. You know, which used to be you know that's a fucking you know two day drive or something. And in the U.K., you can take a train to London. You know, <laughs> for four a couple hours. If it doesn't work out, just take the next train back. Yeah, and just London, or you're up in Manchester. Yeah. Hanging with the Happy Mondays and at the, seeing at the Steve factory. Coogan eating at a yeah. chippy. Yeah. <laughs> so how how did the uh, Borat character evolve out of uh, uh, out of the character um, Alex Crickler? Uh, well, later on, he became somebody. He he morphed into uh, there's a show called BBC's BBC Two's Comedy Nation where. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen appeared again, and now he kind of redid the character who is now known as Christo, Christo Shibkari. Um And this uh, Christo, as, as opposed to being Moldavian, uh, claimed to be from Albania. And this character was actually pretty close to being Borat. Yeah, it was all except he had just like normal hair. Normal yeah. hair and sort of a normal mustache. Yeah. And just his suit wasn't as ill-fitting, but but again, it's like you're you're watching the the evolution of the Borat character through these early TV appearances, right? Exactly. But what happened though? What sidelined Borat for a while? His character, Ali G. What do you know of Ali G? Is he in the he house? Is, <laughs> he is in the house. Yeah, dude. I actually enjoyed the Ali G movie. I've seen it. <laughs> With Martin Friedman from uh, yeah, exactly. The Office in Lord of the Rings. The Office. Yep, yep. Yeah, so the yeah. LAG persona got picked up by Channel 4's The 11 O'Clock Show, and that in itself spun off into The LAG Show, which was on Channel 4 in the UK. And so that be kind of became the big craze where he would do Borat just kind of as a secondary character. But right, yeah. all of UK was going LAG crazy. Yeah, the the princes were dressed as Ali G for Halloween one year. I remember Wait, who was it? Was it Harry the year he dressed as a I Nazi? Don't, I don't remember. <laughs> was, but if you look, you can look them. Maybe we'll put a picture on the website on the comedyhistory one hundred and one dot com. But yeah, there's a picture. He's dressed up like Ali G. Yeah, and from there, Ali G came to America and was picked up by HBO. And on the HBO show, you know, essentially he would just do the three characters. He would do Ali G, he would do Borat, and he would do right. Bruno. Right. It's kind of weird, though. He just had, like, three characters. 
the show worked. Well, they did some hilarious when they did the the uh, on the because I remember that's kind of how I first really got into to the characters and, and Sasha Baron Cohen on the HBO show. But the, a lot of that was he would do these uh, panel discussions, and that was some of the funniest parts of the show when he would have because these guys he'd have all these experts on, and they would think they were in real in a real panel discussion. So yeah, they would have all this, these and he would they would make the point of bringing in all these like, they'd bring in like an atheist on religion they'd bring in like an atheist and then yeah. like a satanist and then like a super christian guy and then they, they'd kind of just like start going at each other yeah and alizy was such a funny character <laughs> he's just so stupid yeah kind of like yeah. uh the, the definition of irony though is the all-knowing fool yeah. so he's right he exactly was, you know stupid but you know Sasha Baron himself is the all-knowing fool in the, yeah. that scenario. I remember I used to have to get Ali G shows from the UK. There was a oh, yeah. video store um, in San Francisco called Lost Weekend Video, and they would get all all the UK like TV shows. Like that's where I first saw would get like Peep Show and stuff like that, and they had it dubbed from Powell. All these like <laughs> I guess that's illegal, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, there's no more video stores. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I would go and rent my uh, Ali G episodes. You're stupid. Everybody so stupid. So what happened from there, Scott? What happened from the HBO success? Was that the end of Borat? Oh, heavens. Oh, Harmon. Why do you always ask me questions like that? Of course not. No, it wasn't. So the next, the, naturally, the next step, once you have a successful TV show in America, the next step is to make a movie. So that's when, in 2006, we were gifted with the feature-length movie just featuring Borat, entitled Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah, did, did that do all right? Did anyone watch it? Yeah, yeah. I think a few people watched that one, dude. I don't know the. You keep talking. I'll get the box office on that. Let's see. So he he ended up winning the 2007 Golden Globe Award for Best Actor. Sasha Baron Cohen did, and the screenplay was nominated for Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. So the original Borat did two. Wow. Actually, so the budget on the original Borat was eighteen million dollars, and it did two hundred and sixty-two point six million dollars. So that's that's not too not too shabby. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, is like I think that when that hit the scene, that just kind of blew people's minds. That movie. Yeah. Well, I still think. I mean, this is like this is the appropriate forum to have this discussion, but I still think that he should have at least. As much as I hate the Academy Awards, I think he should have been nominated because he kind of like that is for me, that's a definition of acting where he went into like a real situation and fooled people. He acted, quote unquote, well enough to where these people believed he was that character. And so I'm thinking, you know, but it doesn't it's kind of poo pooed because he's being funny. But to yeah, me, that that was fucking acting, you know, or improv acting. Improv, well, acting, just acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. I mean, uh, there's no qualms about the first Borat. Just a few little trivia things. The language which he spoke uh, in the Borat movies is a mixture of Hebrew and Israeli slang. Uh, yeah, and apparently that's what he was doing. Like, especially you notice this a lot on the, the HBO TV show when he's he's taking notes, and mm-hmm. he'd be taking notes in uh, he'd be writing his notes in Hebrew, so it kind of looked Cyrillic. Oh, you. You you did like a screen grab of his notes? No, I just I read that as a trivia somewhere too. 
Yeah, and to kind of reel in the people uh, to get them to participate in the Borat movie, um, they set up a fake production company called One America Productions and <laughs> contacted people to say a Ford correspondent is making a film about American life. Yeah, that was on the TV show, I think, in, in England. I think, I'm think i pretty sure they did this in the U.S. too. They would say, for the LEG, they would say that he was making um, a kid's TV show because, you know, he's supposed to be, he's talking to the The kids. voice of the youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, God, LEG. There should have been, a, like, I know you like LEG in the house, which I thought was, like, kind of a little bit weak, but they should have done okay. the Borat treatment with LEG in a movie. That yeah, I mean, it's 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 weak when they try to, when they have to inject these plots into these things. Yeah, so so Scott, that brings us up to present day. We saw, you know, this month the release of the new Borat movie. Now we get into it. All right, let's go. <laughs> all right, all right. So all Scott, right. let's let's compare the Me two. Me and what Harmon movie? are in the balcony. I've been watching old Cisco and Ebert TV episodes. Like we're in the balcony, Harmon. Really? That is that on YouTube? Yeah, oh yeah, you can watch them. They'd go uh, sit in the balcony and they'd argue. So Scott, what what do you think? Where did it succeed, or where did it fall short? Uh, okay, here's the first thing. Like I said, I, I, up front, I talked about you know what I thought, like how prim- how primed I was for it to not be good, and I wound up, I did laugh a few times. Here's the thing that first threw me off about it, though. The very first thing I noticed was that it seems like it, it seems like Sasha Baron Cohen kind of forgot how to do his. Um, Borat accent because now oh, yeah. it seems like it seems for me to me it seemed like somebody else doing a bad Borat impression. Oh yeah, his, his, <laughs> yeah, his talking because it's like if you go back and listen to his other Borat, it's almost quote unquote you know believable the way mm-hmm. the way he's talking. But in this in this movie, it just it's it's kind of so over the top his accent and it's just it, it's not it never didn't seem quite right with me. Well, first thing I had to get over is who are these people that exist on this planet yeah, exactly. that don't yeah. know who Borat is? Which I think that was the point of him having to go and get all these disguises so they would like... Yeah, you know. but there's still plenty of scenes where he's like, Borat, Borat. Yeah. And like, I just couldn't get past... So that just made my mind just go, okay, are they in on it? Because like, how could they not know who Borat is? Yeah, man, I think there were a lot of people. I, I remember one of the the scene at the debutante ball um, when the one debutante whispers something to her dad. I was just like, yeah, man, she's, that was totally staged, or she was in on it, or she knows what's going on. Yeah, so I read that how they got that all together was they just put out a, a calling for people to go, daughters and fathers and daughters, we're we're filming, we want you to come dressed in your best and we'll pay you each $100 to, you know, come to this mansion. So it wasn't really a debutante thing. And so, um, you know, again, it it just seemed like a lot of gags were just all involved cutaway shots of people shaking their heads a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of that, which, which I don't like. I just thought the first, I thought where the first one just kind of went for clever. Like, just think how funny, like in the first one, the comedy coach was. Like, how funny oh, yeah. that gag unrolls. Yeah. Where it's just simple, you know? It's just simple, and it's just silly. Um, here it was just like all, okay, just the 
like crude, like surpassed, just clever. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't have that the the setup that they had before when he had to go around and interview people. And here, when he interviewed people, it just kind of yeah, it looked staged and, and just not. Yeah, so it's just like okay, I'm I'm in a bathroom stall screaming and. The payoff to that bit is we cut away to someone at the urinal shaking their head. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I actually kind of enjoy. I did enjoy that bit though with the with the baby. Like when 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 they went behind the dumpster to eat the cupcake with the baby on it, and I was like, "Where where is this going?" And I thought the payoff was was it was worth it. I thought that that's what opinions are for to have yes. them. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I laughed at the end when they had the running of the Americans. I did. I, I actually I laughed out loud at that. That was that was really good. That was like okay, you you guys you guys got me on that one. But I think you know what we're talking about, like how the direction was different. Like remember in the original Borat when him and who who was his sidekick in that one? Uh, just Autumn, or, or it was just his. It was his boss or his producer. Yeah, remember when they ran naked into that yeah, conference? Yeah, that was just like, yeah. So you see that just big, wide shot, you know? So there's just no doubt that he, <laughs> that they're running naked and rustling in that room. We're here, like, when he's at the Mike Pence rally. Yeah. It was just all kind of, like, all the cutaways seem, you know, disconnected to what the action was, which makes me think that it was just... They're using the cutaway shots to save kind of the impact of what it actually produced when it when it when it happened live. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there was definitely the other thing is I think there was definitely some lack of physical comedy in here. Like we mentioned how Sasha Baron Cohen went to that clown school and he does have a lot of uh, physical comedy training. And I think that comes with like Borat is a lot of the Borat stuff is really physically physical comedy is really funny like like when he's trying to use those exercise machine or when he's trying to do anything kind of physical it's 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 hilarious he does it in a, in a great way which is there was none yeah. of that in here was was that in the first one or on the tv show when he's in the thrift store and he just starts bumping into things and knocking them over and breaking them oh man yeah i think that might have been in the tv show i'm thinking of more i'm thinking also like in the introduction to the tv shows when he's in the gym and he's trying to work oh yeah out. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, um, at one time, the country of Kazakhstan frowned on the portrayal of Borat and and how he portrayed Kazakhstan. Like, you know, it's like, here's the running of the rapist or whatever, (laughs) you know. But now it's gone full circle where Kazakhstan has now taken on as its tourist motto, it's nice. Really nice. Oh, is that okay? No, no, I'm not joking. Go. They seriously have. Okay. So, and again, well, it's like you kind of got to embrace what's kind of made your country famous. Yeah, man. Like, uh, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with Kazakhstan. Yeah. So How about any, that one? They could, they could use that one. I could write. I could be there. You sure. can't go wrong, Kazakhstan. Yeah. Exactly. 
And I actually, I was going to say, the one thing I was going to say, speaking of Kazakhstan, so I actually, because I'm a bit of a, I don't know if our comedy history 101 listeners out there know, I'm a bit of a uh, socialist modernism and a brutalist architecture fan, and I'm 99% sure there's some shots in the uh, in the movie when they show the Kazakhstan Ministry of Culture or whatever it is, right. like an exterior shot of this big, huge building. I think that might be of a real building in Kazakhstan. Oh, really? I think I saw, yeah, I think that it's like the big, big, huge building with all these columns out in front. I think that might be a real one. I'm not, I will go semi on record as saying that. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. So, so Scott, I guess, what is your takeaway of the new Borat movie and how it reflects on the Trump pandemic era, which we're living in at this current moment? Mild thumbs up. I actually they 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 did a pretty interesting job of actually bringing in the COVID stuff and the Trump stuff, which I didn't think was going to happen. So yeah, do you think they started like filming it pre-COVID and then COVID happened and they had to sort of shut down production? I and think then so. They worked the, it into the storyline. Yeah, here's the thing that I noticed because like, the first part is they filmed the whole first part in Texas, like in uh, around mm-hmm. Houston and Galveston. Um, and I noticed with the car he's driving at the beginning is a Texas car and it has a Texas inspection sticker on it. And the inspection sticker says August of 2020, which means, ah, you know, so yeah. they got the inspection. The car had the inspection sticker in August of 2019. So they were probably, yeah, they were probably filming this at least at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Ah, ah yeah. And then yeah. COVID happened and yep. then had it worked it into the storyline yeah exactly oh just just one note um yeah like think about the part where he's like staying with the two guys and hitting the wall with frying pans like yeah kind of how unfunny that was (laughs) yeah that part was just weird it's like why are those two dudes living together that was like that was never really addressed but then they were totally there those guys were like actors or something because remember at the end like when mm-hmm. they're doing the, he's singing the song on stage and they're like, let's go get his daughter. I mean, they were totally, uh, they were actors or, 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 uh, well, they're, they, 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 they prime them to, you know, feed them, you know, just to move things along, you know, but again, it's like, it's not, yeah. if, if you tend to think that it's like, you know, 100% improvised and that's di- dictating the action, you know, that's obviously not the case because, right. you know, if you're the producer or whatever, you're kind of directing people to fulfill the story arc. Yeah, I mean, those guys, I just, I, I, I have a curious feeling about those guys is all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. Here, here. So anyways, I think, you know, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it satisfied, you know, kind of this pandemic era watching need i guess <laughs> is that yeah it was it was better i i was actually i enjoyed it more than i thought it would here 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 and i guess that concludes our history of the sasha baron borat origin story along with our take of the current borat sequel and with that it's time for what scott Listener mail. A listener mail. Okay, what do we got, Harmon? What do we got? Oh, Scott, this is very interesting listener mail. Okay, what do you got? It is from uh, Dr. Barry Lubitkin, and he writes, Hi, Harmon. I enjoyed your recent podcast on the Comedy Store Strike. 
I am Steve Lubickin's brother. I was mentioned often in the book, I'm Dying Up Here. I have a copy of his film, Dante Shaco. When this COVID mess is over, I would love to screen it somewhere. If you have time, I'd like to get your suggestions from you about how to go about that. You treated his memory decently on your show. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Barry Lubitkin. Which is nice, because uh, as, as we mentioned in the Comedy Store Strike episode, and also on our episode on the Comedy Store condo, Steve Lubitkin was a troubled comedian who ended up taking his life during the Comedy Store Strike, which is a very sad story, but also kind of really a, a, a milestone pinnacle moment in the history of comedy, which you can find out more on our past episode on the history of the comedy store strike. Here, here, yes, all four, yeah. So we'll try, we'll try to get um, him on the show, do- the doctor on the show one day to uh, maybe soon if he's out there. We're going to reach out to you, doctor. Yeah, and we, I'd like to check out Dante Shaco too because that, that's the thing is we we only know Steve Lubitkin well the incident which happened during the comedy store strike, but we really know nothing about. His comedy, and you know, again, he was good enough to be booked on the Tonight Show, which uh, his appearance got canceled, which you know said about you know part of his troubles. But we know nothing really about him as a stand-up, and there's really no footage out there at all of hmm. him. So. Uh, maybe so. So maybe Doctor Doctor Barry will help us out. Yes, and with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, what do you have to plug? Well, Harmon, I think we both have something to plug that we should plug away, first of all. Go go ahead, my friend. Well, Harmon and I, we have... Have you ever wanted to support Comedy History 101? Well, now you can with our brand new spanking... Our brand spanking new Patreon page. Yes, we are on Patreon. Comedy History 101. We're just getting the ball rolling here. So we're going to go set up all sorts of uh, freebies and goodies for those of you who are supporting us. So uh, it's a work work in progress. But right now, you can support support Comedy History 101 for as little as a dollar a month, Harmon. A dollar a month. That's like a, you know, four video games back in the 80s. (laughs) <laughs> that's like a that's like a cup of coffee back in 2001 yeah it's not, i know i'm probably not even in 2001 that's like we're talking back to that kid like in the night for some reason i know that like in the 1930s a cup of coffee was like a dime so that'd be like 10 cups of coffee back in the and they called the it a cup of joe back then cup of joe and you get a slice of pie with it but anyway yeah so our company it's over at patreon.com slash ch101 that's correct Harmon. yes Yes, so head on over there. Be sure you can support us. Say hi to us. Drop us a line. We'll have lots of goodies in there for all this, all the supporters out there. But right now, we're getting the ball rolling. We'd love to have you support. So that's Common History 101 over at Patreon, and you can support us that way. Here, here, um, here. And I, you, I support what Scott just said. Okay, thank you. You endorse it. <laughs> um, as for other um, endeavors, um, I have a YouTube channel called This is the President where Harmon sometimes gets host, but we do uh, po- comedy podcasts. Oh, it's not comedy co- podcasts. We do podcasts about presidential history. But on the YouTube channel, you can find all our videos right now. Um, we just put up a, a video about President Reagan talking about uh, drone technology back in 1983. So that's kind of kind of interesting. Also, President Reagan talks about uh, space invaders so that's always good to see so that's this is the president you can find us over at youtube at if you just go to youtube.com slash this is the president you can find us there 
here, here, here. And what I have to plug is tonight, this very night, Friday, October 30th, depending on if I edit this in time. I'll be I'll be live streaming my show The Moth, a parody show of The Moth. Yes, everyone's favorite storytelling show they love to hate. We'll be satirizing that at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash comedy history 101. And next Thursday, November 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll also be live streaming my show, Jokey Okey, stand-up comedy karaoke in a three-round game show. And of course, you can check that out on twitch.tv slash comedy history 101. And with that, thanks well, a lot. Uh, hold on. Hold oh. on. We should, we should tell, I mean, if we don't get it out today or t- even tomorrow, that's fine. But we should remind our viewers out there to go vote. Oh, yeah. Go vote, people. This is the... Yeah. Holy fuck. I forgot. This is the last episode <laughs> yeah, this before is it, this is possibly <laughs> the apocalypse. <laughs> the end of democracy as we yeah. know it. So, yes, yeah. that that's a very important uh, uh, thing to mention. And I'll mention this up front when I do the okay. cold opening. Get out there and vote, people. <laughs> we're we're we're, we're tired. We're tired. Please. But then also you're saying you're you're saying they're going to vote for the right ca- candidate. So, but we don't. We're yeah, yeah. Don't don't. Do we, do, are we vote, endorsing only, anybody, Harmon? Yeah, yeah. We're we're voting. We're endorsing who isn't orange fuck pants. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Go vote, people. Go vote. And with that, thanks a lot for tuning in, and see you next time. Bye bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy history 101.